Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning and welcome again to Sunday morning worship. Here we are, February 7th. God is a good God. A moment ago we had testimonies about the Lord and our young sister Tasha spoke about God's love for us as a love of a mother. And you know, I have to go back into Isaiah, where God compares himself with mothers. He said, can a a mother, um, as it were, I'm going to paraphrase it, ignores her sucking child and not have compassion on that child? He said they would, which is true. We know that. Because right now, you know what they're doing to babies in 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 the womb, what they're doing with them. He said they would, but I won't. He said, I'll never forget you. So God's love is even beyond a mother's love. That is why even when we sin, we still have an advocate we can go to. This morning, I want to welcome you to Faith Restoration Ministries and to Kinda Theological College. By the way, this week, beginning today, for one week, are our um, books, nearly all of them, they're all digital, but not all the digitals are on sale. They're on sale for this week beginning as we're talking. I think it may have begun already. So if you would like to get a, a, a digital copy, or they call it ebook, that's the time. Go to our website, www.frministry.org, or just say Shekinah Theological College. You can get it on the web or Faith Restoration, and it will take you there. We are happy to be here. And with Shekinah, this is a college that's online. It is for Christians. If you've been called into the ministry, you've been delaying, you've been putting it off, you've been doing everything else other than doing what God has called you to do, this is a place to come. I read recently where someone made a point to say, to take their children out of the, the, uh, the public schools. And I believe that some of the colleges, even Christian, so-called Christian colleges, they don't really study the Word. They study classics and a whole bunch of other stuff. But here at Shekinah Theological College, we study the Word. We care about the souls of men and women. We study the Word. So if you are conscious about studying, this is what a student told me, oh, when I was looking, I saw that you studied the Word. Yes, I knew this was a place for me. It will be the place for you if you also are caring about the Word of God. We're going to pray, but before we pray, here's our topic for today. You may think about it, and you can look it, maybe get your scripture. Go to Isaiah 66 and 4, Second Thessalonians 2, and we'll start from 10 to 11. We're going to read today. And the topic is, Strong delusion and the lie. The next scripture is coming from Genesis chapter 3, 1 to 4. Verse 4 is where you find the big lie. And Jesus himself said, Satan is the father of lies. From the beginning, he has been a liar to this day. And that's what many people inside and outside of the church are living the big lie. That's what I call it. Father, we ask you now in the name of Jesus 
to take total control of this program. Let every word, every thought be exactly what you would have spoken. Lord, let us be the oracles that you have raised up at such a time as this. Let your anointing be upon us. For those who will listen to this program now or whenever, we pray that it will be a source of blessing, a means of enlightenment that will give them courage to trust you, that even though they have been wallowing in sin, they can still say, God, have mercy, forgive me, with confidence and faith, knowing that you are a forgiving God, a loving God, a God who cares and full of mercy and grace. So today, Lord, we ask your blessing. Bind all demonic forces, all witches, all wizards, sorcerers, whatever they are, we, so long as they are worshiping Baal or Satan, they are sitting in the seat of the scornful this morning, we bind them upon the authority of your word. We trample them in Jesus' name, and we plead the blood of Christ against them. Lord, give us a pathway. Lead us, and we will follow in Jesus' name. Lord, remember us at this time of the country. Lord, the entire world, as you know, is in turmoil. This was not the world you made. But when that lie was spoken, it changed everything. It changed just what you had planned. But I thank you for your mercies, for your love, for your grace, to look down on sinful man and did not destroy him. Yes, we suffer at the sweat of our by the sweat of our brows. We earn a living, but still your eyes are upon us. We pray against the forces of darkness this morning, ruling in leaders within and outside of the church. We ask this morning, God, you put a stop, you arrest, you curtail, you stem. Lord, draw a line in Jesus' name. You drew a line, dear God, for the sea. You said, thus far and no more. And the sea has remained in that place because of your spoken word. Speak the word this morning, God. Stop the way of the wicked. Stop the way of evil men and evil women. Stop them. Take away. Destroy their devices, Lord. Don't let them pursue your people and continue to persecute them. Your people are being persecuted, Lord. It doesn't matter where they are, what they say. Seem now, Lord, if you breathe, if we breathe the wrong ear, we are, we are counted to be something that we know we are not. So this morning, the big lie, oh God, has been established in the minds of people. And this is how they live. This is how they treat us, Lord. This is the way they're treating your people because of the big lie. Help us to maintain truth. Because you said you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We claim the truth this morning. You are the truth that we know, and your word is true. Bless us, have mercy. Lord, let justice reign. Let righteousness reign. Let righteousness run down as water. Let judgment run down as water. And righteousness as a mighty stream. Lord, let judgment run down as water. 
and righteousness as a mighty stream. I thank you for this word this morning. Thank you for reminding me that you're still looking down. You're still the righteous God. You're still the just God. And in due time, in due season, you are going to speak. We expect it in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, praise God, our topic, it is strong delusion and is a lie. In Isaiah 64 and verse 4, it reads, I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. Sometimes people are going along in the church and in government places and they believe we are right. No man can stop us. Man may not be able to stop you. But there's an almighty God, an omnipotent God, the one who is everywhere, omnipresent. You know something? He's the only God whose eyes are awake 24-7. Every second, every degree, seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, Months, years, his eyes are open. They do not sleep because Psalm 121 says he neither slumbers, neither does he sleep. So if you think that what you're doing, whether you're in the church or in government, you think that what you're doing, God is pleased with it, it's only for a moment. In Second Thessalonians 2 and 11, I'll read from verse 10. It goes like this. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's why he said, I'm going to choose their delusions. I'm going to show them who is God. You know, in today's church, in general, maybe in the smaller churches, you may find evidence of holiness evidence of the presence of God and in our lives. But let us remember that in most churches for the past decade or more, there has been an erosion, a spiritual erosion of holiness. Proper worship. You may hear a lot of boom, boom, boom and a lot of screeching but and one-liners that are repeated 20 times, yes, I was in a church one Sunday morning, and I was waiting to go in. I don't remember what was going on. And I said, I'm going to count the number of times they're repeating this, 20 times. 
let me say here, if you think that is worship, because you can make a lot of noises, okay? A lot of these people sing these songs just to get their awards. It's not for the glory of God. But let me continue. In the 21st century, they have church. They have become a place for social encounters, comedy, believe it or not, and fashion showing. I was present in one church once in the morning a few years ago. While I sat waiting for the message to begin, I saw two young people came out and they threw a mat on the platform. And then they started doing this karate. Another church I went to, a few, I don't know how long ago after, by 10 o'clock, around 10 o'clock or so, or soon after we started, I saw, when I look on the screen, they were showing clips of football. I walked out of that one. This is what the 21st century Christian church has become. Talk about strong delusion. Strong delusion. Pastor, you're listening to me this morning. Members of the body of Christ. What are you worshipping? Are you worshipping Baal? The bear of, of money, the bear of fame, the bear of fortune, popularity. To whom are you married this morning? Because God said he would restore the backslider because he, he is married to the backslider. But if you are an apostate this morning and married to the devil, oh yes, married, you heard our sister last week and the week before spoke about the satanic activities and how people's soul can leave them. Some of you right now, you're going around, but you're like zombies because you're sold your soul to the devil. He owns you. He's the one who made you rich. He's the one who gave you the power you have. You know what Jesus said when he stood in Pilate's hall? He said, you couldn't have no power Unless it was given to you. Let me say here. How long do you think. Satan. Is going to empower you. Remember he's a liar. Let me read what Jesus said about him. Here in John 8 and 44. If you worship the devil. Then you are, you're his children. He said. Ye are of your father the devil. And the lusts. In plural. Of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Uh, let me pause here. You hear of babies? Nothing new. Remember when uh, down in, in Egypt. What they were telling the, 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 the pregnant mothers to do while they were having their babies. You remember? Go and read that. I think it's in Exodus 6. Somewhere there around. Go read it. Then remember also when Jesus was born. Herod, it's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. That is what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. Go look for it. I would tell you, but it's good to, listen, exercise your hands this morning and go look for that. But he said he was a murderer from the beginning. But even, let's go further back. Remember Cain murdered his brother? <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. And abode not in the truth. 
because there's no truth in him. He has been telling you, you're going to be powerful. You're going to be rich. You, you can take over. You can do this. It's only for a moment. Satan has power, but his power is limited. The most important and most powerful power upon the earth is the Holy Spirit. Is it any wonder that Jesus said, Luke 10 and 18, I saw Satan coming down like lightning. Then he turned to the disciples and said to them in verse 19, Luke 10 and 19, Behold, I give you power to trample him, you know, and over all his power. Brothers and sisters, you are listening to me this morning. Don't be terrified of what you hear that's going on. What you see, don't be terrified. Draw closer to the Lord. Begin to pray. Oh, hallelujah. Draw closer to him and pray and know that your, your calling election is sure. Don't get yourself so bound up in things here and organizations and parties and God knows what. Get yourself bound in the will of God. Stay in his will. Hold things. Don't let them hold you. Don't be like the woman who had her, her Cadillac, pink Cadillac, and said, I want to be buried in it. Or the man who said, I want all my money. Ask his wife to draw out all his money and put it in the box with him. The smart lady, you know what she did? She wrote a check and she put it in the box with him and buried it. Let me say here, let it go and cling to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't live on the delusion. Delusion will send you to hell. I know you don't want to hear this. Delusion will make you sin. Makes you live in sin, live in darkness, live in deep pits. It makes you become servant of the devil. You become married to him. Because then he owns your soul. And let me finish this verse. He said, when he speaketh a lie, that's Satan, when he, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, his own lie. For he's a liar and the father of it. I'm going to show you what Jesus, to what Jesus was referring here. Let's look at Genesis 3, 1 to 4. You want to ask, what is that lie? Let's read. Now the serpent, that's Satan, was, listen, he can turn himself into anything. He can turn himself into a frog. Unclean spirits. It's, so here, he, listen, not only that, in, in I think Second Corinthians 2 and 11 or there around, he said, Satan can turn himself into an angel of light. He has so many disguises. But he said, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, this is Satan. Yeah. I could imagine him scornfully deriding her. Hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Immediately he twisted. He twisted what God said. This is the making of a lie. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, 
which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. But you know what Satan said? You won't die. I'm gonna look for it again. I think I missed one verse here. Let's let's um get it, get the entire thing here. Because I want you to hear when he said, You shall not surely die. Listen, you're listening this morning and you're saying to yourself, I've never heard that before. You know why many of you would not have heard that before? Because many of you forget to read or you've excluded the the um the, the Old Testament from your Bibles. You know, there are Bibles now. I heard one of one preacher who said, who no longer um, reads the Old Testament. Let me say here, if you don't read the Old Testament, how are you going to understand what is going on in the New Testament? Because the New Testament is a fulfillment of the Old Testament. You hear what Jesus said. I did not come to destroy the, the, um, the law. I came to fulfill it. So hear what Satan said in verse 4. Let's read verse 3 first. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it. Think of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. A few weeks ago, we had a discussion on this. We didn't even record it that time. But it was a discussion lasted a while. We went through this here. And verse 4 now says, And the serpent said unto her, the woman, Ye shall not surely die. This is what people have been believing since then up until now. They are still believing the lie that they will not die. Many people are saying there can't be any hell because God would not send people to hell. Let me say here to you, God does not send anyone to hell. Hell was never meant for us. Hell was meant for the devil and his angels. But if you live in that spirit of the delusion, surely hell is where you're bound. Because if you're married to the devil, if you're serving Baal, surely indeed hell will be your lot. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. You can turn off, come back, but listen, the very word you've heard here today, Jesus said it in John. He said, it's the word that's going to try you on the last day. You better stay where you are and don't even turn the button. I'll tell you another thing. The word of God says, though your sins have been like scarlet, they shall be white as wool. They shall be, even if they are red as crimson, they shall be as snow. You have the privilege right now to bow your head and say, Lord, forgive me. I have been believing the lie. I believe, I did believe that I could still be saved and go on sinning. No such thing. It is a lie from the pit. That's another lie. Listen, the lie that saved Satan wove in the Garden of Eden. There are many threads to it. You hear? Many filaments to it. We don't know how many. Every lie that you hear whether in church or in government, from a church leader or government leader, every lie you've heard is another filament of the lie that was told in the Garden of Eden. It doesn't change. 
You know, in Isaiah, when you go back into Isaiah, God said, Isaiah um, 66. Let's look at that again. Because, you know, it is so easy at times to just read over a scripture and forget it. But God began with say, the speech here by saying, I live, in other words, I live in heaven. But my footstool, you know, there are people who have big houses, they live in them in the winter time for part of the time, and in the summer they go somewhere else where it's cooler. Well, God said in Isaiah 66 and 1, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that he built unto me, and where is the temple of my rest? Let, me, let us remind our brothers and sisters this morning that the word of God tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we believe that, then we should be able to, have, to open up ourselves that God can come in and abide. If we believe and we are living that the life where we can truly say that the Holy Spirit abides in us, then surely indeed we will not be overcome by the enemy and his lie. We go into um, into 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. God, remember, God is asking, where is the house that you have built me for me? Where is the space that you give me? Think of it, pastors and leaders who have churches, and for years you have, you have just broken down the gospel in a, in a manner that is more like comedy. That's what you're teaching, comedy. You're going to Sunday morning, well, I gotta give you, I gotta give you something to warm you up. Church is not to warm you up. Church is to shake you up. Church is to stir you up when we come together. You remember Ananias and Sapphira? When they stood in the, it's in Acts, when they stood before the disciples and said, they want to be like everyone else. Hypocrites. Oh, we sold our house for such and such. And here is the money. But they had decided beforehand, the husband and wife, we're only going to give them a little bit and we keep the rest. But we'll tell them this is what we sold it for. But let me say here this morning, many of you seem to think that God, hallelujah, he don't have eyes to see and ears to hear. The word of God tells us in the Old Testament that his eyes run to and fro in the earth looking for the hearts that are loyal to him. So when you think you're going to do and live the way you want to live and say you're still saved, you're fooling yourself. He says here, verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 6, Flee fornication. And listen, fornication covers all manner of sexual sins. Even as Jesus said, you look on that woman and you lust after her. Fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. You know why? Verse 19 tells us, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Let's pause for a moment. The God of heaven, 
the supreme God, the holy God, has chosen to live in my heart, in your heart. The big God has made himself so small that he could come and live in our hearts. Do you recognize how blessed and loved we are? Shouldn't we cherish our Christianity more than we have been doing? Should we love our God who sent his son into this world, that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? Are you living in delusion this morning? Are you going to a church that says, oh, we don't preach those things anymore. We, we don't preach about hell because it's so hurtful. In fact, God doesn't send anyone to hell. No, he does not. You know why? First, Second Peter 3 and 9 says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all, including you, and you and you over there, should come to repentance. So it's not God's will. God does not send anyone to hell. He tells us in the word that the hell was built for the devil and his angels. The angels are chained in the bottomless pit. But listen, they work on our minds. That's why people hate. That's why they're unclean spirits around. They, know, they have the power to come out, to, to, to know how to um, get in your mind and disfigure your mind. Oh, I want to be rich, but I don't want to work. Oh, I want certificates. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want a big house, but I don't, want to, I don't want to work for it. That's what the enemy does. I want to be a preacher, but I don't want to study the word. They sit and said, you will not die. God said, you will die. Which one of these two are you going to believe? I'd rather believe God. You know why? God cannot lie. Numbers tells us that he's not the son of man that he should lie. Okay? He, God will never lie to us. He will always give us the truth. And what we need to do is to hold on to his word. Stand on his word. I said, I will forgive you. It's in Isaiah 56. He said, I will forgive you. In Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Numbers 23, 19. The only liar there is, is Satan. And anyone who lies is living for the devil. I'm not going to say you'll die and go to hell. But if you are not forgiven, if you don't repent, you will surely get an, get, get an apartment there. And for those who are worshipping Satan and fail to recognize that Satan is a liar and a thief, Satan cannot give you happiness. What he gives you are things that will make you uncomfortable, unhappy, and live in fear. That's how deceiving sin is. Sin is extremely dece deceptive. This is why I said... I will send them strong delusion. 
Second Thessalonians 2, 10 to 12, and with all deceivableness. That's sin. Unrighteous of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You can be saved today, but you must receive the truth. I heard one person said, oh, about prayer. Oh, what can prayer do? Prayer? Let me say here, it is a vehicle that anybody can use. Some people hop on, you know, see the vehicle going and they just hop on the back. But when God hears a prayer of faith, doesn't matter what channel it is coming from, he's going to do something. So prayer works. This morning, maybe you're listening. And you're saying to, to yourself, I've never heard that. What's she talking about? Oh, the fact that you're hearing, you're going to be responsible for it in the judgment if you don't repent. Because despite our sinfulness, we fell on that day when Adam sold us out. But God is merciful and loving. He's patient. Remember? He's long-suffering. But there comes a time when God says enough. And when God says enough, he means enough. It means that your time has run out. You know, if you have a car and you purchase insurance, that only goes as far. And if you don't, re if you don't renew that insurance the very day, they have no sympathy for you. But God is still long-suffering. All your years of sinning and living in the delusion of sin, living under the lie that you will not die. Right now, I'll tell you this. You are dead. You know why? You're in sin. Dead in trespasses and sin. This is what um, Paul spoke about in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's take a quick look at that before I turn over and ask our brother to come and give us a final word. Get ready. Ephesians chapter 2, we read here, he says, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So you are dead this morning if you don't know Christ. But I'm alive. Of course, Adam was still alive. Adam didn't physically die. But he was separated from God. Do you know what it's like to wake up one morning and you used to know God, you used to have a wonderful time with him, fellowship with him, and today all you can look around, you see only darkness? That's what that, that kind of death, he's speaking of spiritual death, and spiritual death will lead to physical death if you don't repent. And you have he quickened that means he made you alive. He brought life back to you. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world. That means you used to be living in delusion and that lie. You were, you were entertaining that lie from the devil. That you're, in fact, he's telling you this morning, you're not dead. What's she talking about? She's crazy. Well, I'm not. I can assure you. It's here, Ephesians 2. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, 
among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's what Adam did. When he saw the fruit, <laughs> she lusted after, that, after it. Then she fulfilled she, the desire that she had. I've got to have it. I've got to have it. You know, she, she, she fulfilled the desires of her flesh, and her mind said, girl, it's all right. It's true. God held something back from you. God lied to you. Don't believe what God said. Believe what I say. Her mind was working over time. This is, this is the first aspect of destructive psychology. This was psychology in its rawest state. You know, this was psychology at its rawest state, in its crude state. Okay? But God, verse 4, rich in mercy, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead, right now you're dead in sins. Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ by grace you're saved. We who know the Lord, we too were like you. But remember, God's grace, saving grace, and justification by grace through faith. That's why we are able to say to you, flee from the wrath to come. Stop worshiping Baal. I don't matter whether you're a politician or you're a member of the body of Christ. Flee the wrath to come. There is a day of judgment that is coming, that is coming upon the whole world. And if you do not repent, you're going to pay the penalty. I'm going to ask Brother Duru to come in. I want to remind you right now that this is Safe Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah is an online Bible college for Christians, for those who are called by God. You want to study the Word. This is a place to come. We only study the Word. Whatever programs we have, the foundation is the Bible. And by the way, the King James. We don't, we don't accept the new-fashioned Bible. Somebody described the church. I, won't even use, I used it, the word yesterday offline, what this person described the church as. And believe me, the church, as we come back together, even if it's just a remnant, I want to encourage you out there. Let's get together as one. There's an old song, come together, come together. Let's get together in the old-fashioned old way. That's what we need to do. Get back those hymnals. This morning we sang, there is power in the blood. Wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. That's what we believe in. Come on in. You want to reach us by phone? We're at 678. 964-4096. And you can leave a text or you can leave a voice. And there's also 770-347-8320. We meet three times a week for prayer. And if you would like to be part of that group, you want to come in, you have a, a prayer need, come on in. Send us an email. Send us a Send us a message. We will pray for you. Listen, it's not for us to say that we're not going to pray. It all depends on what you're asking. I remember us as Minister Duru and I were on. And this person some years ago, 
came in and asked us to pray about a thing which we know was definitely against God. We said, oh, no, we're not praying about that. So make sure that what you're asking is in the will of God. Brother Daru, would you please come right now? You can introduce yourself and tell the people who you are and just close off here for us, please. Hello? Okay, I think they're gone again. Well, listen, let's continue then. We want to praise the Lord. Sister Vivine, are you there? Would you like to close off? Or Sister Cindy, which one of you uh, wants sister, to speak? Sister, sister, yeah. are you hearing me? Yeah, we're hearing you now. Okay, I'm sorry. I uh, I put it on. I was on, on mute when I was speaking. I'm sorry. Yes, um, my name is Godwin Duru, and uh, who am I? I'm somebody who has the gospel of Jesus Christ and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Almighty God, his Father, the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And since, since I believe, I've come to find out for myself that the word of God is written in the Holy Scripture, especially the King James Version of the Holy Scripture, that that word is alive and that that word is true. Because I have had my own personal experiences with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, today, to give you a summary of the Word of God, it says that God has given us eternal life. And that life is in His Son, Jesus Christ. Remember, if you go to Genesis uh, uh, uh in the creation of man in Genesis, God made a pronouncement and God said, let us create man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the earth and everything within it. So the scripture, the scripture made us understand that Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman, they failed because they disobeyed God after God had warned them of the consequences of disobedience. And then the consequences of disobedience came upon Adam and Eve. And every man and woman, every child that was born of Adam and Eve, inherited the condemnation or the punishment of sin on Adam and Eve, which is death. That's why man dies today. So, if you read the Word of God and observe what is happening in the world and read history of, of history books of, people, of the families of the earth living on planet earth, one thing becomes clear, that everywhere man is, there is a grave, a man dies. Every single tribe, every single nation, every single ethnicity of man know one thing to be sure, that the living know they will die. Which goes to confirm the word of the Almighty God that he spoke to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, warning them that if they eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, in the day that they eat of that fruit, in that day dying, they shall surely die. So, you see, the word of God is true. 
And today, in this age, the Lord Jesus Christ has come. And he commands us, he says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he says, he gives us another information. He says, the message that he has brought is only one message, that God has given man eternal life, and that life is in his son Jesus Christ. And that's what we are. Anybody who knows Jesus Christ, anybody who has come in contact with Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ commands them also to spread that message. He says, anywhere you are, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the first thing you do when you see any man or woman is to let them know that the God Almighty has given eternal life to every man who wants it. The Spirit of God says, whosoever will, let him come freely and take of the waters of life. So that's what we are, that's what Faith Restoration Ministry is all about. And brothers and sisters, it's not about nationality, it's not about profession, it's not about uh, wealth, or it's not about knowledge or education, it's about the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty, the Holy Spirit of God that we can only receive through Jesus Christ the only spirit that can lead us into all things and that can be with us forever and, and empower us to endure all that we have to endure to be faithful to the Almighty God and Son Jesus Christ. So, that's the message. Believe the word of the Lord God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because the word he spoke in the Garden of Eden is true till today, and he has also given us another promise. Whosoever will, let him come and take all the waters of life freely. We have eternal life in Christ Jesus alone. And him alone. There's all, no other name given under heaven whereby man can be saved. except the name of Jesus Christ. Do not allow anybody to lie to you. Do not allow anybody to deceive you. Do not allow anybody to drag you away from the fact that eternal life is the only promise God has given, and that life is in His Son Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And in no other person, no other being, no other spirit. And that is why, from beginning till now, Satan, the adversary of the Almighty God, has been fighting to corrupt the Word of God in the minds of men to corrupt it in the written form, to make you believe that which is false. But if we know the word of God and believe it and hang, hang on to it, Lord God Almighty has promised us in Isaiah thirty fifteen. he says, in returning and rest is your salvation. In quietness and in trust is your might. We have all that we need to overcome the devil and his fallen angels. For the Lord God Almighty, our Lord Jesus Christ, says he has given us authority. First of all, he says he beheld it and fell, fall from heaven. And then he says, he turns around and says, Behold, I give you authority, you who believe in me, as the son of the Almighty God, I give you authority 
to trample and tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy. Brothers, when the Lord God Almighty speaks up about giving authority, he makes it clear. He makes it clear that what the word that goes out of his mouth cannot return unto him void. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have the divine authority to trample and tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy. And you can exercise that authority by simply desiring it in your heart and speaking it out against whatever it is before you. For the Lord God Almighty speaks once, he speaks twice, he speaks the third time, and it's written down in the third heavens, and nobody can change it, and he swears by himself, he will not change it. So, Amen. the God who created the heavens and the earth has, has differentiated himself, has delineated himself, has made it clear that he and he alone is God by the act of creation. He defines himself, he says, I am God because I made the heavens and the earth and all that's within them. Amen. So when you, when you start praying or talking about God, you have to have in your heart and in your mind who it is you're speaking about. Because as this Holy Scripture informs us and warns us, there are many who are called God and Lord and Holy Spirit. There are many, but all of them are false. There's only one true God the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there's only one true Lord, his son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, in whom you have sent. And Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. We have just a few more minutes here, and I just want to remind our brothers and sisters today as you listen to the word, that we need to check our lives. What are you going after? What is attracting you? What powers govern your life? The powers, pastors and leaders, what powers are governing your lives? Whether you're in the church or you're in government, because you find people doing all kinds of things today. There are people right now, there are Christians out there, well-meaning Christians who love the Lord, but they are at their wit's end wondering, but God, I don't understand. Last week, one morning, early in the morning, I was in my bed, and I was praying. I don't know, it may have been about in a two, three, somewhere there. And while I was praying, the Lord dropped something in my spirit. And I think it's during the day, I was thinking about it. It was one particular word. And I went to look for it, and I found it. I want to encourage my brothers and sisters here that God does things his own way. What you are to do is not to step off from the old landmark. Stand your ground as a Christian in believing in God. You may not see things happen immediately, but if you're trusting in God and Baal is not your God, if you are believing God's word and you are not living in delusion, you have not accepted the lie, then 
stand firm and wait upon God. Let hope be the anchor. Hebrews 6. Let hope be the anchor on which you are resting. Jesus being your anchor. The songwriter says, will your anchor hold in the storms of life? These are storms we have to go through. But if you are not being deluded by sin and by the devil this morning, you're in a better place. You may slip and slide, but you can cry out to God and say, Lord, have mercy. He will have mercy. I want to also say this morning, God gives us opportunity. Maybe you have not been living for the Lord. Maybe you have been dilly-dallying and you've been saying to yourself, well, I know I'm not doing the right thing. When I, when I used to be a nurse, there were certain girls here from, I won't tell you where they came from, but they were Roman Catholics and you'd see them come in the early morning, they shake their head when I time to comb their hair, and they just shake their head and say, put on their cap. Those were any days when nurses wore caps and aprons, aprons rather, and we had to wear uh, black stockings, thick black stockings and um, your skirt had to be well below your knees, all those things we had to do. But she'd come in and say, shake her head and say, oh, I haven't been to, been to confession for a few days. I got to go to confession because I'm living in sin. Well, if you are one of those persons this morning, you've sinned against God. You've found yourself worshiping Baal. Remember what Elijah said on Mount Carmen. He said, if Baal be Baal, and I'm saying to you this morning, if Baal be Baal, worship him. But if God be God, turn to him. You'll not be deluded anymore. Don't believe the lie from the enemy that there is no hell. There is a hell. Okay? Don't believe that God sends people to hell. You make the choice while you have the opportunity now. So I'm saying to you, do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to serve the living God? Have you backslid? Are you saying to yourself, it doesn't make sense with what God did? I expected this to happen and I expected that to happen. You are not God. You couldn't even save yourself. You couldn't save yourself. Jesus had to die for you. And if God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die such a cruel death, do you not think he will forgive you? Yes, he will. You may be a drug addict today, living in delusion, thinking that the next fix is going to give you that high. Well, I tell you, it only, you know it only lasts for a moment. And the more that you get high, the more you need. When you love the Lord, the more you love him, each day it just gets better and better. I can assure you it's been many decades, and there's nothing in this world right now I could see that could draw me from him. I love him. And everyone here, you haven't heard from everyone here today, but everyone who is present will tell you the same thing. They love the Lord. That's why in these last days, for everything that is going on, they are holding on. We are holding on. It's not because we don't have our own problems. We do. But listen, we're trusting in God. Let me read a little bit more from, and I have two more minutes or so. Isaiah 66, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that he built unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things have mine 
handmade. Huh. You all forget that God made you, eh? Psalm 24 said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And continue to verse um, chapter 66 of Isaiah, verse 2. And it said, All those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. God is looking for those people who are still standing firm on his word. What the word said in Matthew 5, blessed are pure, the poor in spirit. Blessed. Mm-hmm. Verse 3 says, he that killeth an ox. When you, are, when you fear God, even if you kill an ox, it is as though you have killed a man. He that sacrificed a lamb, to him, it's, as if it's not good enough. It's as though he has cut off a dog's neck. He that offers an oblation, it feels as if it's, he offered swine's blood. So when you come with your measly little, I love you, Lord, and I lift my hand. You know what God says? You should feel so bad to know you've been serving the devil for six days, and you come telling the Lord how much you love him for an half an hour. He said, he that burneth incense, as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, that their soul delights in their abominations. That is why you find sinners, when their hearts have become so seared by a hot iron, they no longer have any sensitivity to sin. Hear what God says, verse 4. I also will choose their delusions, and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called... None did answer, and when I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes, and chose that in which I delighted not. Make sure, saints of God, that you are living the life that suits God, a life that is pleasing unto Him. As I close in the next two minutes, Father, I want to thank you for being such an awesome God. Thank you for our brother who spoke, and for those who spoke even earlier before we began. We ask, Lord, that those who will hear this word, somebody, dear Lord, in the grip of sin, somebody who is serving some other idol, some Baal this morning, say serving Dagon, or those, dear Lord, who are yet, because they're still in delusion, believing the lie that they will not die. I pray the word came home to them. And even what was not spoken, Holy Ghost, may you speak to them yourself. May you let them know how much God loves them. May you let them know that if they repent, that they will be forgiven. We thank you. We praise and glorify God. Lord, remember everyone. Bless and have thine own way. In Jesus' name. This is Faith Restoration Ministries at Shekinah Theological College. We're on the web at www.frministry.org. want to invite you to come. Listen, it's all online. No matter where you live in the world, you can be part of Faith Restoration Ministries. We study the Word. That's what we believe in. The Word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Go, in, go into Hebrews 4 and 11. You can read that. We want to thank God. To God be all the glory, praise, and honor. We lift Him up today and we say, God be with you. May God bless you. May you have a good week. We do not know what this week is going to bring. Every day, every week, every month, there seems to be a different thing. Stay safe and be careful 
who you talk with because Amen. that person may be a, a spy listening to go and take you back and you may end up in jail. God help you. Listen, stay close to God. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind. Learn to serve him in spirit and in truth. Spend some time in prayer. Spend time in the word. Do not just read the word. Do not just memorize the word, but live the word. God bless you. Until we meet again, this is Shekinah Theological College and Faith Restoration Ministries. Answering what does the word say and restoring lives. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I am back. I was just closing off from the other side. Yeah. Praise God. We want to thank God again. And anyone would like to share, you may share now if anyone would like to share. It's open. We're still recording on the other side. So if you um to share something, it's open. I won't be here for long, so you better bite while you can now. Yes, I wanted to say uh, everything that we're discussing. I just give God the glory. This all being spirit-led. And it brought to my mind that false evidence appearing real is that illusion, that delusion. And, mm-hmm. that is, and that is what the problem is with, with the body of Christ because the Bible, the Bible says, I forget exactly where it is, that even the elect would be uh, deceived. Correct. It's, if they if, see the thing about it is truck I'm thinking about uh what is that scripture? Second Corinthians ten and five, casting down imaginations and every yes. high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity mm-hmm. every thought mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. And then I was thinking about Psalms uh, one thirty nine and twenty three. Search me, O God. And Amen. know my heart. Amen. Try me Amen. and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked in me. See, also that those scriptures came to mind as you were ministering and as uh, Minister Daru, and we have to be so in tune with the Spirit because that way, even when they do find out uh, what's what's false money, the counterfeit money, they don't study the false money. They study no. what they study the real deal. Yeah, the real yeah. currency. Same thing yes. as we are. We have to study this word of God that we would know when, when false evidence that appear real come about, and we begin to say, "Oh, oh. It, in us, it, it touches us in our spirit." It is we be saying, mm, "This is not right. I, yes. I can't accept that," and begin to seek and search out what God wants us to search because we to study always to, to show ourselves approval, workmen. Ship and never need not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of God. I just want to share that. Amen. I love that scripture. I, listen, it's one of those scriptures that no matter what I'm writing, it always comes back to me. You know why? It's one thing to read the Bible. I hear people say, I've read the Bible from Genesis uh-huh. to Revelation for the year. But have you studied the Bible? Have you studied anything? There's a difference between reading and studying. When you study, you spend time, you get the concordance. In fact, you start with prayer. You ask for the Holy Spirit to open your mind. And you have prayer, you get your concordance, you get your, um, your notebook and your pen. And you're listening 
for the Holy Spirit to give to you. I am a witness to that. The, I've got the books you see out there. Somebody didn't come to me. Let me say this to you. Writing is not the easiest thing. It is not. No. I'm doing a book right now, and believe me, it, it, listen, writing is, all I can say, it's not the easiest thing. And if God had not called me into this ministry to write, I wouldn't want to write for nobody. Here. Yeah? But when you take your notepad, I never knew. Oh, yes, I remember I did get a message from the Lord years before I published my first book. But when you take your Bible, and I want to encourage everyone. We're still recording. I want to encourage everyone. Those of you who will be listening at some point in time. We have our young sister here. If you want to know the word, if you want to keep, say to someone, well, such and such, and you can give them the address, as um, Minister Duru would say, give them the address. It's better for you because you know what? Someone's going to say, I heard that word before. In fact, I've never heard that word before. Let me go and look for it. They go and look for it. And they say, yes, what you said is true. It is true. How many people know that Satan said that um, it's not a lie, that it's a lie? How many people? How many people? Very few. How many people know that verse? Hmm? Amen. So when you come and you say that, when, how many people know that the Bible says God will not lie? I read it there this morning. They may have heard somebody say, but where to find it? They probably don't even know there's a verse like that in the scripture. No. So when you take your book, I want to say to everyone, we are young and old, and those who will be listening after we have, we have finished recording, take your Bible prayerfully, say, Lord, what do you want me to know today? What do you want to reveal to me today? When you open that Bible, Make sure you have a notepad and pen and begin. Just write down where you are, wherever he sends you. Put down the date. Whatever it drops in your spirit, write it down. It's going to come back. I can think of books that I've written because I spent time in Bible study. Not at church, at home. Studying the Word, studying the Word, writing. I no wonder there was a time I had a thing on my thumb. It's gone down now because I learned to hold the pen a different way. You see, we from the 50s and so forth, we were taught how to hold the pen a certain way. And maybe, Pastor, you, you, um, you probably in Africa there, because we're all under the English, English um, system, so they probably taught, we all taught us all the same way how to write the battle, how to, how to hold our pens and pencils. But, you know, so I, I developed all this writing. But, you know, saints, let me say this to you. When you start to study, anyone here who, who, who knows what I'm talking about, when you begin to study, when you open that Bible, you can spend an hour, two hours. And it's only when you're tired, I mean really tired, that you stop. Because the deeper you go, the first, it's like a jungle. You're going through a, a road you've never been in. Every time you stop somewhere, you see something new, a new flower. Amen. A new flower said, my, I've never seen this before. Let me get it. Let me pick it and put it in my bouquet. That's what studying of the word is. I want to thank God. Thank you so much for sharing. I bless the Lord this morning. I know we prayed already, but that was for the other side. And I, I, I always, you know, like as the Lord leads me what to do. I don't come here all the time to decide what I'm going to do, but 
Father, we want to thank you again for giving us this privilege, this platform where we can share your word. We want to ask you again this morning to touch souls, touch lives, Lord God, that they will come to know you, they'll give their hearts to you, they will surrender to you, that they will no longer be under the government of strong delusion, the government of the, big, the, the father of lies, because it's what he's doing to people right now. He lies on them, and he, he gives them lies in their minds, and they repeat the lies. But, Father, we ask you will protect your children. Protect us from his lies, Lord God, and those whom he would use to lie on us. Protect us in the workplace, on the road, wherever, Lord God. Please protect us from his lie, that those of his angel agents and angels that would lie on us, we will escape because we are covered by the blood. Remember our children this morning, that they are not um, believing this lie, O oh God, that they will not die. Our brothers and sisters, biological and otherwise, we pray for them that, Lord, you will protect and shield them, that they will not believe this lie. Touch the hearts, Lord. Oh, Father God, we ask you this morning, when we recognize someone, if only people would know the depths of your riches, the riches of your grace, Lord, of your love, of your mercy, oh, they would flee. We ask this morning to open up their hearts that they will get to know you and love you the way they ought. We pray for souls. We pray that many will be saved. We do not know what's going to happen, Lord, but to bring this country before you another time. And we're asking to remember this country this morning. Lord, there's so much turmoil. There's so much turmoil. Lord, at times we just do not know what to do. But one thing we know, your word said, when you see all these things, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Help us to draw close to you to make sure our garments are ready. Our lamps are trimmed with oil. Help us to check ourselves, examine ourselves, and see where we are, Lord. There's just one race, and this is the only race everyone can win. There are no seconds in this. We can all win this race. As Paul said, I have finished my course. This is what we can. He told um, Timothy to war a good warfare. Help us as members of your body to war a good warfare, that at the end of our journey, we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We thank you again. Remember, remember, God, people whose names we will not call, but God, you know their condition this morning, their situation. And I want to pray for a young lady in London this morning, right now, oh God. I lift her up before you. I ask for total healing for her. Lord, what she's going through at this time. I pray that even now, God, a change is coming in her life. I pray that you're restoring her relationship with you even now. And God, we give you the glory, we give you the praise, we give you the honor. Because you're a God that says, you send your word and you heal. So I know you will heal, you will restore and bring her back. We thank you. Remember us this week. We don't know what this week holds, Lord. We have our brothers and our sisters, brothers and sisters, and sons and daughters, Lord. Some are going out to work this week. They do not, nobody knows what each day is going to bring because things have changed suddenly, Lord, suddenly upon us. Not we had what we had expected. And God, this country is reaping the harvest 
of the change, Lord. So we ask you to secure us, to protect us in all our going out and coming in. And even those who will visit God, we pray you protect us. Remember also the children who are suffering, unable to go to school, parents who are suffering, families, God, who have lost their jobs, getting six, six figures, and now they have to take menial, menial jobs, Lord. Many, their God, oh God, oh God, oh God, it is too much to pray about. But we ask that you look down on mankind this morning. Look at the things that are not right and fix them for us. We are not able to remember everything. We don't even know everything, but you see everything. And as you showed me the other day, Lord, please do it and do it quickly to bring change, to bring peace, to bring hope. Lord, to bring revival. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, Amen. this is Faith Restoration Ministries at the Kinda Theological College. We're so glad to be here. If you need to reach us for prayer or counseling, our numbers are 678-964-4096. You can text us there or you can um, leave a voicemail. And for another number is 770-347-8320. We, um, for Faith Restoration Ministries, our aim is to restore lives by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit by answering, as what Shekinah says, what does the Word say? Have a wonderful week. Remember, you can reach us by any of those numbers or at our website, www.frministry.org. God bless you. Until we meet again, God bless. Amen.